0: To have somebody validate the experience that you're having, especially if they don't have any prior understanding of who you are, like any other way of knowing your history, it's inspiring because there is a sense of like, oh, perhaps I'm part of a larger unfolding that I was not aware of. And if that's the case, maybe I have permission to be where I am in this moment and permission to be who I am and who I'm trying to be.
1: If you're standing on a threshold, if you feel a yearning to tap into your greatest potential but you're caught in that fuzzy in-between space of the now and not yet, don't despair. You're being invited to pivot with greater purpose. You're on the thrilling edge of becoming. You are being called to unleash your soul song. I'm Becky Fleischer, and I believe we're all born with a gift that's uniquely ours. Our very own soul song. And I discovered on my own journey that when we unleash it into the world, man does it make life sing! You might express it through writing, science, cooking, nursing, teaching, or some other endeavor. The song is different for each of us, and its expression can change throughout your life. But it can only sing when you're in tune with your truest self. I know you're trying to get things in focus, that you're looking for encouragement and practical tools to illuminate your own personal journey. And that's what you're gonna get here. I'm excited to travel this road with you. Let's get going. Welcome back to another episode of Unleash Your Soul Song. I'm your host, Becky Fleischer. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody, so much for the really nice feedback I've been receiving on the new look for the show and the new look for my website. I'm really happy that you like it, but what makes me even happier is that now I finally have a way to deliver my free workbook to you uncovering and defining your core values. If you haven't gotten your copy yet, it's over at the You can head over there and snap it up. It's my gift to you, totally free because you know how foundational I think it is for all of us to know our core values. It's such an important piece of work that I wanted you to have this resource to really get to yours. So if you need to do some core values work, head over there and snap up that free workbook. I'll put a link in the show notes for easy access. I am so excited about today's show. The stars finally aligned. Dorky pun intended. Yes. I did, I went there. (laughs) But the stars did finally align for me to have this conversation with Crystal Eves, a Canadian astrologer who's been consulting internationally for over 30 years and who I've been working with for over five years. Crystal's been studying astrology since she was 11 years old, and she holds a Bachelor of Science degree from the University of Toronto and a master's degree in cultural astronomy from the University of Wales. I didn't know this before my interview with Crystal, that she has a background in psychology, but it makes so much sense to me now, and it really helps me understand why my sessions with her have been so very insightful. In our interview, Crystal shares the type of astrology that she practices and her particular approach, so I won't say more about it here, but what I will say is that I fully recognize that the field of astrology can feel very woo-woo to many people. I get it, I get the woo factor, but I really believe that this journey to the edge of becoming, this walk along the further journey, it requires a healthy mix of mystical woo and practical tools. And to me, astrology is a practice that's a mix of both, at least the way Crystal approaches it. Now I've said this on the show before, I will say it again today. If a practice doesn't resonate with you, then this practice is not for you, soul seeker. In fact, Crystal and I addressed this topic in today's show, and I think she says it best. If you're feeling uncomfortable, don't go there. If this show is making you feel a little anxious or a little on the edge or uncomfortable, that's okay. You can skip over. I'll have another show out in a couple of weeks, part two, on my series and change. So that'll be coming up and we can catch up then again. So I don't know if this show is for you, only you can know that. All I can do is share my personal experience with astrology, and I can tell you my sessions with Crystal have honestly helped me get my footing in reality and reinforced my belief in a divine design more than most anything else on my path. She has helped me tap into my essence and put things in context. And this practice of astrology has really given me a bigger, more inclusive, and quite honestly, more constructive frame in which to organize my experiences. My work with her reminds me of a quote from one of my favorite books from Gary Zukoff, Seat of the Soul. And in Seat of the Soul, he says, When you look upon the experiences of your life as karmic necessities, When you respond to your experiences as the products of an impersonal energy dynamic rather than the products of particular interactions, you bring the wisdom of your soul into reality. Yeah, right? That's what we're trying to do. Bring the wisdom of our soul into our reality. So that divine design that I believe exists everywhere, everywhere, includes the cosmos. And it's also that divine design that I believe is the impersonal energy dynamic that Gary Zukav is talking about. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just what is. And I believe it presents experiences to us for our soul's growth. Now, the past several years have brought me a very, very heavy energy dynamic that's been super challenging it has presented me with a lot of growing opportunities, (laughs) a lot more than maybe I wanted, but certainly a whole lot. And my work with Crystal really helped me embrace what this time and what this energy was bringing me so that I could include and transcend for true transformation. We've talked about that equation so many times. This has been such a helpful tool for me to really work my way through that equation. Now this conversation is about more than just stars, we're answering a lot of questions, like what is astrology exactly? Can it predict the future? How does it intersect with spirituality? What makes it a valid tool for growth? And how do I know if this is for me? I am really delighted to bring you one of the brightest guides on my journey. So let's jump right in. Crystal, it's so good to be with you again. Welcome to Unleash Your Soul Song. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. This is such a different context for us because usually we're meeting because I'm coming to you to get an astrology session to see what's happening in the cosmos. And I know you don't keep records on your clients, but I was prepping for this and I looked at my very first session with you and it was over five years ago. So you've been in my life for over five years. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's, that's really wild how
0: fast it goes. And especially these last couple of years, they yeah. have all blurred into one big
1: year, I think. (laughs) Yeah, they really have. It's true. I think I've had, I think over the course of those five years, we've had four sessions together and each and every one of them, I have to tell you, has helped me step into who I was becoming and it helped me make sense of what I was experiencing. And in so many ways, it helped me access the courage and quite honestly, the motivation that I needed to boldly embrace the edge of becoming and really step into the further journey, which is what this show is all about. So that's why I was so excited to have you on. And I've told my audience a little bit about you already, but before we get started, I wanted to just say really quickly, like, thank you so much, really, thank you so much for all that you've done for me. It's been more powerful than maybe, you know, or maybe you have this experience with all of your clients. I don't know, but I so appreciate it. So thank you really from the bottom of my heart for helping me on my journey it's my pleasure. Absolutely my pleasure. You really have an important gift, and I'm excited for our listeners to hear about it today. So why don't you give us the overview of who you are and what you do?
0: Okay. I'm an astrologer. I'm a natal astrologer. So that means that I reference what the sky looked like at the time people are born, and I interpret that symbolically um, as it relates to their life. So astrology will take the, your birth information, Right, your birth uh, data, the time you were born, the location of your birth, and it draws a map of the sky at the time you were born. A natal astrologer, such as myself, will take a look at that and symbolically interpret what that may mean for your personality and for the, the, the rhythm of your unfolding and the time of your life that you happen to be in. And so that's where I meet clients. I, I, I meet clients in um, perspective of understanding who they are in in their highest sense, uh, and then conveying that to them in whatever way I am capable of doing at the time.
1: So you mentioned that you are a natal astrologer. Are there different types of astrologers?
0: Yes, there are. Yeah. Um, There's astrology that deals with people. That's me, uh, natal astrology, natal meaning birth. Mm -hmm. So birth astrology. So that's based on that. There's mundane astrology, which has to do with um, countries. And there is astrology that you can ask questions to. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's called horary astrology um and then there's electional astrology which is the astrology of timing so if someone's like oh what's well, a good time to get married what's a good time to start the ceremony to launch the company an electional astrologer will will do that if somebody wants to know something like where are my lost keys Their best to talk to a horary astrologer and the horary astrologer will ask a question to the chart, almost like you would to, um, it's more like divination that, Mm. and, uh, similar to like, maybe what you would ask, um, tarot cards sometimes.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you about that. Like what, what are some of the most common misconceptions about astrology? Because the work that we do together is it's not anything like that. We're not asking the chart to tell us anything that's um, yeah. you know particular, I guess, you know, like so specific like you know, what should I do tomorrow about this issue? you know, that's not where we go with this. So maybe it's misconceptions about the type of astrology you do since I was unaware that there were so many different types and that for me already starts to help me hash out why why there can be misconceptions about how people can work with astrology that maybe doesn't feel as, Like, so woo, I guess, you know, like you're asking the chart thing. Sometimes people can be like, wait, what? Like, that's kind of crazy. So maybe Mm -hmm. about your type of astrology, what are some of the misconceptions that people think about with natal astrology? For me,
0: I, I don't like to think about astrology as like knowing the future per se, um i think a lot that's the biggest misconception i think that people have and they'll they'll come to me and they'll think well what is going to happen and 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 i'll be like i don't i don't know what is going to happen for natal astrology what we do is we look at your life and then we look at the time you are in and 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 what part of your experience may be unfolding at this time what you do within that context is completely up to you so i think if there is Um, An analogy that would work really well for astrology, at least the astrology that I practice, um, it would be that it's like a weather report. So Mm -hmm. you sort of in the summer of this experience. And so this would be a good time to go to the beach, you know, um, it's not a good time to try and ski, you know, and uh, it just gives you that kind of a guide guidance. And in within that context, then you can decide what you want to do because people have complete free will over what they're choosing just because we're in a particular time doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to, You know, march along precisely uh, via the dictates of that time. So, so it would be really similar to, for example, um, so let's take uh, think about the the lunar rhythm, which is a monthly rhythm. Mm -hmm. so astrology works in correlational factors not causal factors so what that means is that it may not be the case that the planets are causing anything in particular but that we can use them to track what are natural rhythms that are occurring within an individual so let's take a lunar rhythm which is a monthly rhythm you know the sun the moon sort of going full and and new and full and new takes about you know 27 28 days to do um that mimics the female body rhythm Mm -hmm. Right? So if you're on a regular female body rhythm, and you're watching the moon, you can look at the moon phases, and you're going to know, oh, this is kind of my time of the month here. And this time of the month, uh, just before that, I'm irritable. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, so you can actually gauge via the moon, how you're going to be feeling uh, during these times. And sometimes just the knowledge of wait a minute, that's the time when I'm feeling a little out of sorts, that sometimes helps us to not take it out on people around us or yeah. to not think that our life is, you know, gone off the rails yep. uh, as we might had we no context. So I think one of the best things that astrology can do is it can offer context in the larger unfolding of our life so that we can then understand how we're situated within each experience. Like usually the, um, you know, if you, if you approach any experience with just like blinders on, like I'm going through this moment and not see it in this wider frame, which that is something that astrology can offer. And a lot of other things can offer this kind of a frame as well. In a larger frame, we understand that, oh, this is just a phase. This is not, you know, the collapse of everything. This is part of an ebb and flow that Mm -hmm. occurs. Mm -hmm. And then I cannot be freaked out in the fact that I have to let go of some things during this time, or I need to be building things during this time. And we can appreciate that and align more fully with it. So, from that perspective, astrology is very uh, stoic, you know, it, it it will, it will not try to change necessarily the time you're in, it will try to embrace it. If it's a time when you are going through, going through an introspective time, when you're not really wanting to go out into the world, and you're more communing with the inner self, then astrology will say, hey, that's what you're doing right now, go with it be mm-hmm. with that, be in this winter time of your life, where you're cocooning with yourself, learn what you can from this moment that you're in, and there will be a spring. And, and I think that's really what astrology can offer. I, I think the largest misconception to go back to your question is that astrology is meant to be prescriptive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, do this, do that. Um, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. Um, that's not how I view astrology. And it, it's certainly um, not What I think astrology should be used for, although there are as many applications for astrology as there are
1: uh, people on the planet. Sure. Yeah. That was so perfectly stated. I'm so delighted that we're having this conversation because I, I find it difficult sometimes to talk to people about the work that we do together and how impactful it's been on my life because people jump immediately to well, I don't want to be influenced by somebody telling me that this is what I should be doing or this, and then I'm going to have that in the back of my head. And maybe that's not what I want to do. And I keep trying to explain to them, that's not it at all. I mean, free will, I'm so glad you brought that up, your free will and your inner wisdom and the realities of your external life are are going to be what you pull on and, and how you're going to navigate your life, where I have found this to just be so so helpful and comforting is exactly what you said, which is to have context, mm-hmm. to have this bigger context. Our last reading was last spring. And I remember you said you were like, mm, it's, there's going to be some challenging energy for you, you know, for the second half of this year. And here's why. And here's, you know, it could mean this, it could mean that. And, you you didn't tell me, Oh, Becky, you're going to buy this house and you're going to have all these problems with water and the water's going to keep coming. You know, my, my listeners know, cause I've talked about this before, but you didn't tell me all those things that were going to happen. It, it was, but it was helpful because when I was going through it, I knew this too shall pass this. This is, the, this is the charge of this energy right now where I'm in this period of, uh, of, of more. So anything that's going to come to me, it's going to come more, more, more. So it almost kind of got funny because like this whole water thing really did keep coming more, 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 <laughs> more. It was like every time I turned around, but it's so helpful to have that frame and to have that context. And one of the things I've, I've told so many of my friends about you, I think more than half a dozen of my friends have worked with you now. And everyone has had a, a personal and unique experience. So that's always very interesting. But one of the things people always worry about before they they come to work with you, and they always ask me, is well, is she going to tell me about horrible things that are going to happen to me? Is she going to tell me that I'm going to have a horrible illness or that something bad's going to happen to me? So how do you, as an astrologer, look at someone's chart? And when there is something challenging, how do you work with that kind of energy?
0: Yeah, that's a great question Uh, because, you know, it does come up and in, in this line of work that I'm in, often people are connecting with me in really difficult moments because this is when they're they're in need of context and things maybe have fallen apart for them and and so then they're they're reaching out to say like is there any is there any reason for this suffering that I'm that I'm enduring in this time, and and so on. So um, it may be helpful, like in in terms of answering that question to just explain what my particular approach is. And I think every astrologer has their own um, approach to things. So I have a background in psychology. So I like to focus the readings through a psychological lens, first and foremost. Um, But in, in addition to that, what I try to do, is with every situation and with every person that I encounter, I and I learned this very early when I was um, doing readings initially with people, is that I, I'll situate myself within my understanding of who that person is. And then I will, I will elevate my energy so that I can understand what is the best that can come out of who they are and the situation that they are in. Mm -hmm. So when a person is going through a difficult period of time, um, I'm able to acknowledge that, okay, that maybe there is something that you're gonna be dealing with over in this area of your life or that area of your life. However, here's what can happen as a result so here's where it's going to challenge you personally psychologically spiritually and this is perhaps where you can grow and this is what mm-hmm. you can gain from going through this time so regardless of how the circumstances present this is where i want you to focus your energy so, such that you can make the most of this time and 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 so what i try to offer for a dark period that m- well what m- might be perceived as a dark period for a person who is going through it um, could be uh, the, the growth that will come out of it for them so that they have this beacon to sort of move toward uh, and that they're not focused on this. Let's say it's a breakup, you know, let's say a person is going through a breakup and this is a hard thing for someone to, to go through. Um, so so it's a loss and it's emotionally difficult. Um, and if I see the potential for growth in that area that looks more harsh, I'll suggest to somebody that, you know, regardless of what goes on, here's the learning that's going to be happening in the relationship area. And and let's move toward understanding this the best you can, because as you grow and elevate in that area yourself, you're going to attract to you the circumstances that best fit you. And those circumstances that don't work for you will drop away. However, um, what will sort of slide into that vacuum are, are more improved circumstances, particularly if you don't hang in the difficulty of the loss itself. So, so that's what I try to do in those situations. It, it's, it's, um, it's a hopeful approach mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm sure in some instances, um, you know, I, maybe I could have warned somebody of something, you know, that was, more harsh coming, but since I don't really know how yeah. things are going to present, it's not my place to frighten somebody uh, with the, all the doom and gloom of possibilities. I, I feel it's more my, um, my role to sort of reach for the best that I can for them, align with the highest I can see for them in terms of their growth and themselves and hold that space for them so that when they're connecting with me, they can see the possibility in themselves and in that time that they're in so that they can also inch toward it if they haven't been doing that already.
1: Yeah. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. And I know, you know, you, you don't remember all of your clients specific work, but you know, you and I have definitely walked down that, that difficult kind of road together and you, and I didn't know you had a background in psychology so and it makes perfect sense now that I'm thinking about it because you always do frame it in such a constructive positive push to your potential kind of way and you know one of the things you've said to me many times over the last several readings is this is the kind of growth that leaves stretch marks and you're, <laughs> like, you're going to get some stretch marks <laughs> and that's helpful right because they're There are growth periods where it's, it flows and it's so easy. And there are no stretch marks because you're just sprouting away and it's beautiful and you're blooming and it's wonderful, but there is some growth that comes with stretch marks. And just for you to say, and you haven't, you never once told me what, what it was. You never once told me the outcome, even though I think, I think in one session, I think I did beg you like, well, can you just tell me how it turns out? Can (laughs) Can you just tell me what decision I make or what I do? Um, but never once was that ever part of the equation. It was always just a, a positive, constructive way to frame things. So you have a real gift. I think your combination of the psychology and the astrology is, is unique. Yeah,
0: thank you. Um, I, um, I've, I'm finding more and more as I get older and older, and um, I drop some of the naivete that I had when I was younger. You know, like when I, when I first came to astrology, I was 11 years old. And wow. I studied it for 10 years and then I started seeing clients. And uh, so I've been seeing clients now for over 30 years. And um, the, the, the farther I go along in the dealing with clients, I feel like the less and less I say, <laughs> whereas like in the beginning, I'd be like, okay, it should be this, 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 when I was really young. And, and now I'm like, okay, well, could be a number of things, and so it might be this it might be that it could be this could be that and so I feel like I leave things a lot more open-ended than I ever used to and then sometimes I will get off the session and I'll think, well, I wonder if I just said anything at all <laughs> you know like, like, but I also know from having um, from having so much you know sort of airtime with clients that it's sometimes it's less about what you say and it's it's more to do with the spirit with which uh, and the intention you have as you are connecting with the person and the uh, spirit with which you are communicating the information so yeah. uh, I know that sometimes I, I, I do feel like I'm getting more vague as as time is going on but I also feel like I'm becoming more purposeful in how I hold the energy and I think that that is something that can be felt. Um, and transmitted um, even across distances. So uh, that, that probably sounds very woo-woo, right, to, your, to, to people. But th- but the point of it is, I mean, there there are psychological experiments um, that are done along these lines. I think my, Malcolm Gladwell in um, in maybe in the Tipping Point it might have been um, mentioned one of them, one of his books anyway, about how people, um, you know, were told uh, it was in the military, and some people some of the supervisors were told, okay, we're expecting these people to excel and not these others. And and based on their grades, but of course they were lying to the supervisors. They weren't expecting those people to excel. Um, But because they had this expectation for the thriving of those people, they actually did excel and it was the interaction. So, so I, so as much as woo woo, as that sort of sounds for me to hold this intention and to sort of have this energy that's really what I'm doing is is I'm sort of like I'm there with the expectation of your thriving. And if you can feel how confident I am in that you can relax your concerns about it in my presence. And suddenly in that relaxed state that you may develop your own inspiration can speak to you. Some of your concerns and tensions drop away. And you're in that moment where you can allow the thriving that is possible for you
1: to come forward. So that's really kind of how I how I work with that. Well, and every single person who I know who's had a session with you, everyone comes out on fire. Like they feel like they have just gotten a boost of, you know, inner wisdom and energy and excitement and motivation. And I have always felt that way, quite honestly. And even on, even in sessions where we were in that were difficult, you know, the stretch mark sessions, right. Where I would still come out feeling extremely solid and confident in my ability to work my way through whatever it was, um, because you do, you do look for that positive place in, which is fantastic. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, it's, it's funny that this is perhaps specific to me as, as, how I practice astrology. I do have some clients who see uh, other astrologers as well as me. And and what they can, what they report back to me is that some of those other astrologers will give them different kinds of information than they get from me. So more practical information Mm -hmm. about timing and dates and stuff like that. I am definitely more of a generalist in terms of like the overview, the feeling—I've uh, come to accept that about how I practice over time. So, I, so there are um, astrologers who will practice differently with the same chart, and they will give good information in a in a different form. Um, but that, but I've, I've over time, I've just sort of come to accept.
1: Okay, this is who I am, and this is how I do it. So that leads me to another question because when people think of astrology, I'm just curious, like. <sighs> Do people, do you come across people who just don't take you seriously or don't think that what you're doing is you know valid yeah. or has any importance whatsoever? The reason I'm asking is because people listening to this show are really pushing a boundary in their life. They are embracing the edge of becoming, they are standing in that threshold moment where they're getting ready to learn something new about themselves and maybe take on something new and really step into something new. And when you do that, it can be very scary, just personally very scary. And if someone comes along and criticizes it or makes you feel like whatever gift it is you're trying to bring into the world, isn't, you know, something that's worthy or needed or that can be hard. And so I'm just kind of curious what your experience has been personally as an astrologer. And if you've run across people not taking you seriously, how have you personally just kind of processed through that and, and walked through that?
0: Yeah, sometimes I lie. <laughs> 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 like, like, uh, if I'm at a, if let's say I'm at a work function with my husband who, who has a more, you know, conservative job, and he's Oh, what do you do I him oh, a counselor, like, hmm. I, I don't open up that can of worms, because it's, it's not the audience for me. It's not necessarily um, something I want to bring into, say, his work environment. But in terms of, of handling it for myself, I mean, years ago, I guess back in the early 90s, I, I, wrote, um, I wrote a column that, would, that went out over a number of newspapers. And it was you know, running in these local newspapers in, my, in the GTA, the greater Toronto area. And I would get hate mail. Because wow. uh, people would people would be like, how how dare you? This is the you know how dare you do this? How dare the paper run this when they're not running a church column, and then they're going to run an astrology column? Like how dare they validate this when it's you know that? I've had people in certain towns in their libraries refuse to let me come and give a lecture or talk there because wow. it was a very religious town, and and so people do have their. Um, their reactions and, and they're valid. I, I don't mind that people have these reactions. I do recall one time, you know, answering publicly, one of these letters, mm. uh, it, I answered it in the column. And I basically, because what, what, what people don't realize, right. Is that if something is like riling you up, right. You're really like, it's just, ah, you can't dare to stand that someone is an astrologer, ah, you know, or whatever it is that you're doing that they don't like, well, they're connected to you. They're not indifferent, right? They're That's they're con- yeah. They're they're yeah. connected in a way that the two of you have something in common, and so you are connected to the growth of each other when you're having reactions like that. So as time went on, and the more and more and more settled into my own experience uh, that you know and my own identity that I became, I attracted this less and less. Mm -hmm. Um, because people, people would like roll their eyes or whatever. Um, and it wouldn't, it would have no effect on me at that point, but it was more likely that I wouldn't even run into these people Mm -hmm. because I was just so comfortable. You know, I always say to people like, imagine this. So you're going to cue people how to respond to you. So let's say you're starting something new. It's vulnerable for you. Um, First advice is to maybe don't, don't mention it until you feel like you can really handle any sort of feedback that comes your way. But the second is to acknowledge that the way in which you're presenting what you're doing is inviting the feedback. So I would often say to people, like, imagine you're pregnant and you're telling people you're pregnant and you do it this way. Um... Yeah, I'm pregnant. Okay, you're yeah. uncertain, you're confused, you're embarrassed or something. Or you go, like, hey, guess what? I'm pregnant. Yeah. You know, so that will cue the other person how to respond back to you. And if you are uncertain in yourself, and if you're, you're starting something new, and you're inclined to be apologetic about it, or uncertain, maybe don't mention it, because you will cue the other person to judge you.
1: Yeah. Oh, good. That is such great advice. Such great advice. I feel like when we start things, they're just like these tiny little seedling, these little saplings. And if you don't put some fencing around that, somebody can come along and trample it and kill it before it even has a chance to really get grounding and get root. Especially if you're, um,
0: the new thing that you're putting out into the world is based in a gift that in itself has a lot of sensitivity to it. Mm. So if someone is, um, you know, someone has an artistic sensibility and, and, and they're starting to show that to the world. I mean, it, this it means that you're receiving the world. Like if you have an artistic sensibility, you're receiving the world in a magnified way, in a more nuanced way. Than, than the average person and so so you're going to receive criticism in that way too so it's it's especially important i mean if you you get into yeah. law school and you want to share that to people fine right, right. <laughs> right. yeah you want to do intuitive painting yeah they're know, like, what? be careful who you tell <laughs>
1: yeah no that oh such a good good point and definitely in, as my experience as a musician coming back into music after having been a project manager, you know, at the white house, for goodness sake, that was quite a switch. And it was a really hard switch to make for that exact reason, because to do the music well, and to write songs the way I want to write them, I had to open up my heart in a way that I had not been opening it up for. Many, many years because I didn't need to. I could just kind of keep it all tightly boxed up and just do my work and ABC and not have to let anybody in and not have that exposure, right? Not have that vulnerability, Mm -hmm. but to step into music. And I was just talking to somebody about this yesterday You know, I was like, music was the universe, God, however you want to say it. It was, that was the way in because I loved music so much. The lesson was I had to learn to not guard my heart so much. And so balancing that equation when you're stepping into something new, that's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it
0: is, a, particularly if you've spent any kind of time in an environment that required you to shut that part off. And whether that's the family you were born into or the work that you have done, or just mm-hmm. society generally. Um, it, it. But the, the crazy thing about it is that if you walk this path that that is very authentic unto yourself and you you dismiss the need to judge yourself or to close off to um, your own gifts to be accepted or, or whatever, There will come a time when people who would judge you today will later on as they go through their own transformation, because we all come to this moment at some time, we all come to this moment where the world we were sold, the world that framed our our growth as we were growing up, no longer is sufficient to support the growth of our soul. Yeah, And we had to burst through that. And so who do people reach for in those moments, they reach to those people who have found their footing already, yeah. who have who have learned to sort of orient with that more authentic uh, level of who they are, and they see the value in that. Then, so right. it's it's a really privileged path to walk to to move toward your truth and to do that in a way that you're open hearted and and um, focused on 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 your connection and rather than any static that's coming at you because the static is really coming at you from the frame. Mm -hmm. It's not really coming at you from the authenticity of the people
1: who are trapped within that frame. Oh, wow. Right. Wow. Wow, what a great way to view that, that it's not coming from their authenticity. Yeah, that's oh so good. So many things there that you just said that it would just lit me up on so many different levels. The whole idea that we all get invited to this second half of life journey, this and I call it the further journey. But not everybody goes. Not everybody yeah. takes that path and digs in and does that work and does it. People who listen to this show do. That's why they're here because they're doing exactly what you're saying. They're, they're reaching, they're looking for the people who've done it, for, for anybody who can show them some guideposts and a few mile markers along the way so that it doesn't feel so scary or lonely or confusing, anything to kind of help clear that fog. But the point you made about when people are giving you static about that, that they have not yet quite embraced that part of themselves, that authenticity. I never, I mean, Becky of 10 years ago, never ever would have spoken to an astrologer. Like that would never have been on my radar. I would have been one of those people that would have just dismissed it and just didn't think it was valid at all. I've lived this experience, what you just said, you know, yeah. until my heart started to open, it wasn't part of my authentic truth. It just, I, cause I wasn't there. I wasn't tapping into my authentic truth. So.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it, it is interesting how how that occurs, and you know, um, astrologer, tarot reader, massage therapist, energy worker, whatever the modality, I always feel like it's really for whome- whomever is practicing, whatever they're doing—music m- or 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 poetry or dance or whatever that people mm-hmm. are doing—it um, it really is just how they focus, and the rest. Is their beautiful soul, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so it, it doesn't, you, you could have a person who like, uh, you know, reads rocks or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it doesn't really matter what people do. It, it, it matters how they hold their own accountability to, to be their best selves. Mm. And then how they um, allow themselves to channel from there. Mm -hmm. any creative work they do any any healing work they do anything that they're involved in and and that's why I think you can't really um paint all astrologers all readers all musicians all with the same brush because some are bringing it and some are not and do you know how in terms of like readers how you can tell if someone's bringing it is that you feel better After connecting with them. Yeah. If so, if so, I've, so one of the things that has happened in recent years, I mean, with the internet, astrology has had a little bit of a Renaissance and, um, but there are people who would, for example, um put out like information to say, send your birthday and I'll send you or whatever. And then they send a scary something. And people will sometimes call me and, and say like, should I be worried about this? This I, I sent for this free thing. And then it sent me back this thing. And now I'm worried. And I'm like, if it makes you worry, it's not speaking to your heart. It's not speaking to your soul. It's speaking to something else. Yeah. So I think that people can use that as a general guide when they're connecting to anything to help them along their path. It's like, do i feel better or worse for having connected to it
1: oh bravo bravo well said because even when it's hard there's going to be suffering on the path you know part of this work that we're doing to unveil our soul to to get in touch with it you know to seek it out and really get in there there's work that happens that's hard and it hurts mm-hmm. i mean i i just mm-hmm. talked about this in on one of my recent episodes like here's the thing about accepting things at the heart level is that you know, it's in there because something hurts because you feel it because you feel it. And so I think people get confused between, well, it should all feel like sunshine and roses. I don't think that's what you're saying. What you're saying is, did you feel it? And then could you put it in context to how this feeling is going to help crack you open and help you strive for your potential? It's going to give you the joy of striving for your potential, even though this moment might feel hard, really yes. hard. Yes.
0: And sometimes there it like, well, almost in, in all journey, there is, there are these healing crises that you go through where, where in order to move to the next expression of who you are, you have to drop something that you had been clinging to. Usually that's what it is. It's it's um, an illusion. It is an old persona. Mm-hmm. It is a relationship. It is an addiction. It is something that is, is no longer working for you. So when in that process, things hurt, this is, this is life showing you, you have outgrown the tightness of that previous mold from with, within which you were operating. So So that's what the pain is. The pain is The pain is the pinching of, of you no longer being held within that tighter casing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And going back to what we said at the very beginning, that's where a reading with you can be so helpful because when you're going through those moments and if you don't have context for this is, this is what's happening, your soul is expanding and we can see it because we can see this is happening on your chart and we can see this is happening on your chart it just helps you make sense. It's not that you're deciding to do X, Y, or Z because of what you've said. It helps you just put it all in context. And it gives you that oomph to just keep pushing through when it's so hard to push through.
0: Yeah. It's like, um, it's a roadmap of sorts and, and it's, it's not, um, unsimilar to talking to a wise grandparent. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows, who knows that, Oh, you're going to get over this heartbreak. Um, yes. and, and you know what, it's hard to raise babies and yes, you have to let your children go. And yes, you're getting wrinkled, you know, like they've been yeah. there through all of these stages. They know they pass, they know how to navigate them. They've done it hopefully with some grace and, um, can show you that this is, this is not the collapse of your life, but the continuation of the journey. Yeah.
1: Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. So I'm curious to to change tracks just a little bit. One of the questions I had here to ask you was how do you see astrology and spirituality intersecting or do you? I feel like we've kind of answered that just kind of by way of our conversation, but do you have any points that you would add to that? Because I know when you mentioned like the churches getting, you know, if towns were particularly religious, they might not want you to come in. There is a little bit of a rub there. And so- Is there anything that you have
0: insight on that? And, you know, and originally, you know, you, you had mentioned to me in, um, in an email about like the origins of astrology. Mm. Well, astrology has had a lot of moments, uh, that where it was very strong and other times where it has collapsed. And if, when it collapses in terms of popular opinion, it usually has to do with the church or it has to do with the arena of science. And so, um, so there is, there is natural tension between these two areas, you know, that these are they're just different ways of being in the world, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and I don't think that, that enjoying astrology is necessarily precluding being a scientist or precluding being religious. Uh, although there, there are some religious doctrines that would say, hey, that's, that's prophecy or this divination, and we, we won't have it, you know, so there's, <laughs> there's that. But in terms of, you know, spirituality, a- anything that will help you commune with your own grace, I think that's a valuable tool for that astrology has that potential, it has potential to be used in ways that are not that. Also, yeah. so it, I think it just depends on on how you use it, like any other tool.
1: Yeah. Well said. And I think also just like you said, if it puts you in touch with your grace, for me, if it puts you more in touch with the source, you know, whatever you want to call your source energy, you want to call it God, you want to call it the universe, you want to call it whatever. Yeah. Th- all, that is all astrology has done for me. My readings with you, I don't engage with it any other way other than through you. So there may be other astrologers that do it differently that, like you said, I might walk away feeling not so great or don't, not as you know, dialed in. But for me, your sessions have definitely helped me dial in with a bigger source energy. And in a lot of ways, it has almost helped me reconnect with a spiritual side and a side that trusts that there is a larger power at work.
0: This is the beauty of astrology. I think, yeah. um, as a system, because it does have regular cycles that can be seen way out. And, you, you know, we we look at a birth chart, and we can go, oh, like, there's a huge cycle at age 42 here, you know, we we know this from birth, and, you know, how that cycle plays out depends on what the person does throughout their whole mm-hmm. life, and, and, and so on. But this is the growth spurt period. And, 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 you know, a person coming into that growth spurt period, and to have a stranger say, oh, your life was very regular, and then, it looks like suddenly this, everything kind of collapsed and, and changed and grew and, and, you know, maybe you became disillusioned or inspired or whatever to have somebody validate the experience that you're having, especially if they don't have any prior understanding of who you are, like any other way of knowing your history. It's inspiring because there is a sense of like, oh, I'm, perhaps I'm part of a larger unfolding that I was yes. not aware of. And if that's the case, maybe I have permission to be where I am in this moment and permission to be who I am yes. and who I'm trying to be. Uh, so, so I think that's a real gift. Um, that's a, that's a quote from Liz green, who is one of my, um, who's he's just a, a juggernaut in astrology. And she said, astrology gives you permission to be who you are. Wow. and yep. i think this is very very uh, accurate yes for at least how i understand astrology
1: yeah absolutely also like you were saying the natural rhythms you know there there are patterns there are systems in astrology i have to believe that a god that created the world created the universe and that's all by divine design like there's no because we have such a limited purview here on the earth to what we can see as being Created by God, he's way bigger than that. So he or she or whatever you want to call your spirit, source, whatever. It's so much larger. When you went through my birth chart, there is no way in the world you could have known some of the things that were on that birth chart. There was just no possible way. It was just a reality of, oh, I see that this happened when you were little. I see that this, I I see that this happened to your mom when she was pregnant with you. You know, you didn't know what it was exactly, but but I knew. And Mm -hmm. there was no way you could have ever known. And it was a beautiful thing. It was actually a beautiful, very kind of spiritually charged thing that happened when my mom was pregnant with me. So for me, I just, it has helped me kind of crack even more into all of that and expand into that. So I love that we just covered that a little bit deeper there. Cause I think that's something that can, can make people pause or hesitate and and they get a little concerned about. So hopefully Mm -hmm. that helps.
0: And in that um, moment, then I would say, if you're feeling uncomfortable don't go there. Yeah, like like, don't call that astrology. If that makes you feel uncomfortable, it's not for you. It's okay. That's right.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. okay. That's yeah. right. All right. Well, we, oh my gosh, we're almost at time, and so I want to make sure that we um we wrap up here. But I one of the bigger questions that people might might be still left with is, do you use astrology? And this may be just a question for you or a recommendation you would give to people. How do you apply astrology to your life? you know, when you, as, as Crystal Eaves, who knows how to read charts, do you read a chart every morning? Do you get up and you know, <laughs> look at where the moon is in its cycle? And like, or do you go through your chart often? Do you go through it monthly? Do you go through it yearly? Kind of, how do you engage with it in a way that you find to be constructive and productive, but not a crutch?
0: Yeah. Um, I'll maybe look at it once a year, mm-hmm. my own chart, just to get a sense of, my life. I, I tend to, um, you know, an astrologer can't really read their own chart, oh. you know? So this is, uh, I was going through a rough time one time. Uh, and, um, I was at an astrology conference, there's conferences and there's different astrologers there and there was a fellow there and he knew my chart and he said, uh, Oh, it's probably that. That transit that Neptune transit you have going on. I'm like, Oh, I missed it. I missed it in my own chart." <laughs> so, so just like, um, you know, I guess it's like the carpenter's house is never finished and the mechanic's car never runs. Um, But you, but you don't have the objectivity to Mm. see your own chart, Mm. unfortunately. So, um, so the way that I use it as an astrologer is I look backwards. I don't look forward. I look backwards um, to say, oh, that's what that was. Um, And that's how that fits into further things that I went through. So I all often have to do that in retrospect, but if I want to get a sense of like what's upcoming, I will call another astrologer because, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I, I can't, I can't with, I mean, I, ju- I just, I'm deluded. I'm yeah. deluded about, I see what I want to see for myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know? of course. And, and same with my own children. I'll look at my children's charts and I'll think, Oh yeah, that's what this is. I'm like, Nope, Nope. That's not what that <laughs> was. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you just don't, uh, you can't be objective. In Interesting. Way. Interesting. Yeah.
1: So that, that brings up another quick question is can you read people's children's charts or do you only do readings with the person themselves?
0: Um, so I prefer to just do readings with people themselves. I, I don't even like to do couple comparisons, um, like couple sessions. Cause you can do that. That's called synastry and some astrologers really like to do that where they're like okay this is where you get along and don't get along and I can do a little bit of that but I really more prefer the individual uh, focus um, people have had babies and they've said oh like what do you think of you know this baby um, but again they're so young and they have so much to choose that yeah. you, you can only do very vague things like so for example Back in the um, mid nineties, early to mid nineties, there's this thing going on in the sky and all of these babies were born with it. And they're, you know, I knew a lot of clients were having babies and they're like, well, Hey, the, what, what do you think this is? And I'm like, I don't know what this is. It's like, it's like art, but it's like computers. And it's kind of like, um, it's like technology, but it's also creative. I don't know what it is. Mm. And well, the internet hadn't happened really right. yet. So, so, I mean, or, or it hadn't been really popular. So all these kids, they grew up in their game designers and their computer animators and their, um, their things like this, but I, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. So, yeah. so children being born now, I mean, they, the kids being born now, they had the pandemic signature in right. their chart. What does that mean 20 years from now? Right. We don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have no, are they going to like. Are they gonna see people like colonizing Mars then? will yeah. <laughs> Will there be like self-driving cars everywhere? I, I don't know. And um it, it's it's yet to be seen. So it's so early uh, that I when I see people personally, I, I, I usually will say the youngest for a girl will be sixteen mm-hmm. and for a boy will be nineteen, but even those dates
1: are they're young. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's so fascinating. You said that about the kids that were born in the nineties and you could see in their chart. I love that because I think it's Malcolm, not Malcolm Gladwell. It's Seth Godin, Seth Godin always talks about what you're going to be doing or what your kids are going to be doing. You don't even know what it's called yet. You know, like yeah. it's so important to get to the essence of what it is you're trying to do because the expression yes. can be so many different things. And we were talking about this before we, we started recording the show about the expression can come out in so many different ways. And sometimes the way that it's going to come out hasn't even been invented yet. So you have to just kind of wait that out. But as long as you stay in touch with that, that essence of it. And that's also, I think what, what astrology is very good at doing is kind of giving you the essence. Like you have all these planets in this area. And this tells us you have all of these different skills and these different opportunities to bring different things into the world related to these things, but it doesn't tell you what or how. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes I'll, I'll see like uh,
0: something in somebody's chart where they're highly, you know, inventive and very brilliant. And, and I'm like, well you're making something new and they're like well like, for example what I'm like i don't know you didn't invent it yet what is it <laughs> like <laughs> i can't think it up with my brain i don't have that chart like what are you right. what are you going to do right. so yeah sometimes you just only know the essence this is a yeah. really good way to put it
1: yeah yeah absolutely and then what you decide to do with that essence is on you so if you yeah. don't end up inventing the thing that's not because the possibility wasn't there it's because you didn't act on the possibility being there
0: yes yeah. so for example like there's there's charts where people are known you know like they're known but I don't know if they're going to be internationally known if they're going to be locally known if they're going to be the cat lady in the neighborhood and you know like <laughs> I don't know like, like everyone's pointing going, oh, that's the cat lady you know like
1: what are you going to do with it
0: right. it's up to the person to decide yeah, yeah. How, where
1: do I want to take this yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, Crystal. I have so many more questions that I could ask you, but we are at time and I really want to give you an opportunity to help people understand if they wanted to work with you, what does that look like? How do they get in touch with you and all of those great things?
0: Yeah. Well, they can just go to my website, crystaleves.com, drop me an email and we'll set something up. It's about an hour session and we'll go in depth into who you are and where you're at in your life.
1: Right. And what birth information do they need to have?
0: they the most important thing is the time Mm -hmm. it would be um it's sometimes like if people don't have their time I can't do it and so I will turn away two-thirds of the people who don't have their time sometimes if somebody has a time I can work you know a a loose estimate I can work with it Mm -hmm. um and sometimes they have no time I can work with it but not that often so they Mm -hmm. need their birth date their location of birth that's the city or town
1: and then the time they were born And I will definitely put a link to your website in the show notes so that people can just click right through and get to you. And I just encourage everyone, every single person that I have recommended you to, and it has been many over the past five years, everyone has come out feeling so empowered, so dialed in, so very seen and understood. That's another piece of it. So seen, in, seen, yes. yeah, really I, seen. I
0: appreciate that. That's the feedback because mm-hmm. that is one of my intentions. Who are you and why are you amazing? That's yeah. what I think when I look at the, when I look at the chart, I'm like, who are you and why are you amazing?
1: Yeah. Oh, we're going to leave it right there. I can't think of a better note to end on other than that. You are amazing. Thank you so much for being on the show today and giving so much time. Thank you
0: so much, Becky. You're
1: amazing yourself. Oh, what a bright, shining star. I loved that conversation, and I hope it gave you an idea of why I'm such a fan of working with Crystal. I like a little bit of mystical woo, but I also need things to be practical and useful. And it's actually very funny for me to be saying that right now as I record this episode, because my first reading with Crystal, when she was giving me an overview of my chart, she said that in my life I was pulled between... The Cancer energy, which is a water element. It's more emotional and flowing and heart-based. And I was pulled, and pulled between the Cancer energy and a Capricorn energy, which is an earth element, very grounded, very practical. So it's no surprise to me at all that I'm drawn to tools that are a mix of both. And that's what Crystal provides for me. When I first spoke with her, I was barely even tiptoeing to the edge of becoming. It was like I was doing the hokey pokey. I had one foot in, one foot out. One arm in, one arm out. Maybe I would take them both out at certain times. I was really not sure what the hell was rumbling inside of me or if I even wanted to go exploring to find out. It was so disorienting and I was so lost. And she really stopped the spinning that was keeping me so dizzy. Just she did that by saying, hey, you could really benefit from looking here. Here's what is happening and giving me that frame. It was exactly the orientation I needed to set off on the journey. I'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show. Head over to Instagram at Unleash Your Soul Song and send me a message or shoot me an email at theintunexperience at gmail.com. I really appreciate you all taking the time to be with us today for listening to the show. Thank you so, so very much and have a great week. She, next door neighbor, stranger down the street, form a chain, grab the clouds, cause we haven't even touched our highest ground, no, we haven't even touched our highest ground, no, we haven't even touched our highest ground. Unleash Your Soul Song is recorded and edited in 426 Studios, the music production company that I co-own. For more information about our music and our services, please visit wwwfour the numbers 2 six, studioscom That's www.426studios.com.